BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey there. Have you ever wanted to learn how to overcome your health challenges, level up in life, and become your best self? Want business, beauty, and bite-sized wellness tips from the best? My name is Tara Mackey, the best-selling author and entrepreneur who's here to help you live better on my show, Bold and Brilliant. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe so you don't miss a moment. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Tara A. Mackey or on Facebook at The Organic Life. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And today I'm going to be doing a solo podcast. Um, Why? Just cue the Sarah Bareilles in the background. I am brave. I want to see you be brave. I'm going to be brave today. Not only am I going to do a solo podcast, which in and of itself is just terrifying, truly, but I'm going to be tackling subjects that one should never tackle alone because I feel like I am making myself such a damn target. And, you know, it's not fun when people come for you. I'm trying today. I just, before recording this, today I just posted a fucking tweet on Instagram. Instagram is going to be the death of me. And, um, <laughs> so I have two Instagrams. I have one for the radio show or the talk show, whatever you want to call it, the Taylor Trucker show, that I have the brilliant, brilliant Andrea Lopez. If you follow her on social media, you should at Andrea Lopez Comedy. She has insane TikToks. Her her Instagram's amazing. She's like truly a savant of savants on social media. I enjoy social media when like it's representing me and being run through somebody else um so when she started running my account I was like you know what I'm going to actually hire a a social media coach my friend Jessie Jollis she's also incredible follow her at Jessie Jollis she's like my Instagram coach she worked with me when I was on tour with Stassi um to help me with my basically like my opening comedy set if you will because I'm not a comedian I like to laugh I like to make people laugh I like to be funny um but I'm a radio person I'm a podcaster like I'm not a stand-up comedian I have such a deep profound respect for stand-up comedy because my co-host for years when I was at Sirius he was like a true blue stand-up comedian and nowadays the stand-up game's kind of changing and shifting but like when I met him this is when like there was protocols and steps to stand-up comedy and so through his eyes I started to really understand stand-up in general and really 
the checks and balance and like the rules of stand up. And it's a lot of hard work and a lot of different levels. It's kind of like a video game, like I've ever played a video game. I like play with them on my phone sometimes, but there's different levels and you can't level up until you've completed that level. I mean, we used to live in a world where you had to like do A, B, C, D, E, F, G in order to finally get to the end of Z. And now we live in a world where you start at A and you can like literally bypass everything and jump to Z. I digress. The moral of the story is I really have a deep, profound respect for stand-up comedy. So when I'm in a position where I have to do stuff that like is falls in the category of comedian, I am not so full of myself that I think I can do it without help. So I have, I've hired Jesse to help me with my Instagram and she's great. And when we get together and we like write tweets together, they're fire, but sometimes your girl goes rogue. (laughs) Sometimes I do. Sometimes like I have a moment, like she and I have like sessions together and then we come up with tweets or we, you know, come up with, uh, memes to post and then I post them. And when I do Jesse's, they do great, but sometimes I go rogue on my own. <laughs> it's always an epic failure. The other day I go <laughs> this week, you can see it. I think by the time this airs, it will still be up, but honestly, I'm getting so much hate for it that I might just to take it down because it's like literally starting to upset a bitch like me I'm talking about me and also other people are the upset about it but at the end of the day it's a fucking tweet it's a tweet about fucking scores and it's like so nothing it's like so in the grand scheme of things not important at all and so I posted it and like I had a couple of friends like you know engage with me and then I had people, they started to just like come for me on this score tweet. It's about scores. Like, oh my God. I couldn't find something less controversial. Oh, anyway. So, <laughs> and the last time I did a tweet, it was about Peloton, but I wrote it Peloton because I am illiterate. And then this Peloton account that has like hundreds of thousands of followers <laughs> reposted it, which is like the dream. You make a tweet and you want someone to repost it. It's like the best thing in the world. That's what you do. That's how one goes viral, <laughs> except I got fucking dragged. And it was just like the worst day of my life when it was happening. Because there was a combination of things. It was like, okay, so I did this tweet about Peloton, right? And I'll just read it for you in case you haven't seen it. I said, who needs a drying rack when you have a Peloton? And then the caption was best $2,000 I ever spent. So I got a Peloton back at like, I don't know, the middle of the pandemic when it was like, okay, we can't go outside and work out. Tay and I, like, we knew we had a wedding that was going to be coming up. And it was like, we have to start working out. And like, she was throwing her back out. I was just getting fatter and fatter. Let's get a Peloton. We get a Peloton. And it's like expensive. And it's also like in the middle of our apartment. And I grew up with an aunt, shout out to Aunt Betsy, no shade, but Aunt Betsy's the queen of buying 
workout equipment, whether it's a Nordic track or like a rowing machine or a treadmill or like even the friggin' thigh master, you know? I mean, it doesn't matter how little or how much it costs. Aunt Betsy, she sees it, she buys it. She's like Ariana Grande. I want it, I got it with exercise equipment, except she never uses it. She has like a whole at-home gym that <laughs> just sits there and collects dust. So because we are genetically related and this is hereditary, the lack of working out, I knew if we got an exercise, a piece of exercise equipment, it was eventually going to become a clothing hanger. And so we were really good for like three months. And then, of course, it became a drying rack for like all of our extra shit. I don't know about you, but when I do my laundry, I like, I'm the kind of bitch, I love my clothes. I like to dry them because if you, I, I like to hang dry them because if you dry dry them, you know, they, they just, they lose their shelf life. They lose their pizzazz. And um, I'm a, I'm a hanger of the clothes. So we have lots of drying racks around and I realize, oh, perfect. We have the Peloton. We can hang our sheets and our duvet covers on that. Bless and believe. So I write this dumb tweet about Peloton being a drying rack, which is funny because like it is for me. I'm not saying Peloton sucks as a company, as an, an entity. I'm saying in our house, we are stupid. We bought exercise equipment, even though we aren't physical activists. And of course now we never fucking use it. And it's like, it's just become this dust collector essentially. Um, but when I wrote the tweet, I had no idea that the Peloton community was so Trenta Savage. So... I'm coming for like apparently a cult. I didn't realize that uh, Peloton was a mini cult drinking the Kool-Aid, but they are. Um, But like, so that now I'm in retrospect, realize that like doing a Peloton tweet in and of itself, you are going to cause a riotous ruckus. Okay. Everybody, you are warned. But the worst thing I did, okay, the most egregious thing I did was spell Peloton incorrectly. It's P-E-L-O-T-O-N, not P-E-L-E-T-O-N. Peloton, not Peloton. So I wasn't doing myself any favors. Just just saying I didn't, just saying I don't ride the Peloton anymore was enough for the Peloton community to come for me. I now realize in retrospect. But the fact that I misspelled it, oh, man, I just gave them all the ammunition that they needed. In a million years, I didn't even think I would, I didn't think many people would see the tweet, and I definitely didn't think that I would get dragged on a Peloton meme account with hundreds of thousands of followers. So anyway... That was a pretty, that was a pretty, that was a pretty bad day. <laughs> when I realized I spelled it wrong, it was a bad day. Then when all my, my peeps were like tagging me in this, in the meme account that then reposted it and dragged me, then I was like, I'm having the worst day of my life. I'm never tweeting again. I'm never posting a tweet again. I'm actually just never going to go on Instagram ever again. Whew. So I think the moral of these stories is, is that I have had quite a time on Instagram and I really do have this love-hate relationship with it and I really I wonder if I am alone in this or if I am in wonderful company because I feel like okay here's my analogy in the modeling world okay there are two types of models or at least there have been historically there are like model models right that are like Gigi Hadid's of the world then there are plus size models like um Ashley Graham and I don't even know if it's um technically like I'm not sure if we've totally gotten rid of the term 
term plus size, we'll say curvy models, full figured models, just, you know, just because I don't want to say the wrong terminology. I interviewed this model from Project Runway. Her name is Lyris Cross. She's awesome. And she was explaining to me that the modeling industry is really interesting because you've got like, you know, your standard zero size two models that are like six feet tall. And then you have curvier models who are more like a 14, 16, maybe like even 18. But there is like a middle ground. So there's like a lot of sizes. Your girl, me, I've only lived in the sizes in between a model and a curvy model. And she said that that's actually kind of like no man's land for people that want to be models. It's like, like she said that there were times where she had maybe like lost weight and her agent would be like, well, you either need to lose a lot more weight to get down to like model size, or you need to gain more weight to go back to plus size. So there is like this middle ground where it's kind of impossible to succeed as a model. Now take that and apply that to me (laughs) and Instagram. Okay. So there are regular people that are just on Instagram as observers probably, right? Like they put out content, they maybe like show pictures of like, you know, their, their kids or their friends or their life or whatever. And then they like, they, they post stuff on their story, but like they just do it for like really their friends and family. They're not really doing it for like an audience. Right. And then there's people who are like big influencers, like a bunch, most of them, my friends, some of them have millions of followers. Some of them have hundreds of thousands of followers, which is still a fuck ton. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, those people are like, the experts and so there's like the experts doing the damn thing and then there are like the people who are observing what the experts do I'm like somewhere in between a no man's land between because I'm a podcaster and because I am like I've been in radio forever I am like a notable person that people like follow and know that don't necessarily like know me IRL IRL but I also approach it like a novice person (laughs) so I feel like I am constantly just vulnerable on the attack from people and Instagram has become a very scary place for me and even though I work with my Instagram coach when I sometimes go rogue (laughs) sometimes a bitch just wants to post what's in her heart i feel like i get slayed oh my god and so there was a part of me when i like when i like the peloton thing or even just the other day when i posted this thing about scores i just think i'm gonna post something stupid and it's like if people like it they'll like it if they think it's funny they'll think it's funny I don't know about y'all, but my mama raised me right. And she raised me this way. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. But it's like, <laughs> like I want to script people. I don't know what I'm doing on Instagram either, okay? Stop coming at me. It's all a big fucking experiment. I'm just throwing fucking spaghetti against the wall and seeing what fits. Give me a break. If you don't like it, please move on. Oh, my God. God, I'm never posting on Instagram again. I have to laugh or else I would literally curl up into a ball and Chris eye. Oh my God. I just can't like, I hate it here. I hate the world we live in. I can't believe this is the world we're in. Just because someone's good at one thing in the entertainment industry does not mean that they are good at all the things.
Like Beyonce is is a unicorn because she is a triple threat. She can sing, she can dance. But that's the thing, like, just because I can podcast, just because I can do radio, long-form talking, does not mean your girl is proficient (laughs) doing shit on Instagram. And so I just, I had to share with you guys the savagery, because I am like, wait a second, am I taking crazy pills, or are you taking crazy pills? Now listen... If I tweet something on my Instagram and it sucks, I won't get a lot of likes. And then I'm like, okay, it sucked. Don't do that one again. Like, I just want the audience to know, like, and pass this along to your friends. We as content creators, okay, like it or not, I am a content creator. I don't like it, but I am in that category. But like it or not, you know, when you're creating content, sometimes it's going to hit and sometimes it's going to miss. And Instagram is not a stage. Instagram is Instagram. It's kind of where you go to, like, practice shit, at least. That's how I was told to look at it. Literally, my Instagram coach was like, nothing is precious. Like, we tweet, we write them down, and we post them. And she always gets mad at me because we'll write stuff, and then I toil over it, toil over it, and she's like, Taylor. She says to me, Taylor, Instagram is not precious. It's not precious. We, we, we write it, we post it, we move on. And she also says this, and this I do not follow. She says, we post it, we don't look at it. I got something called refresh Okay, when I post something, I am, yeah, little secret, your girl is refreshing, refreshing. I want to see how many people are liking it. I want to see how many people are commenting. But usually people are commenting and liking it. It's like, it's it's a very satisfying exercise, refresh-itis. But man, when people know likey, it is like BDSM shit. Like I am just going back for more pain. Yo, whip me again. Ow, do it to me good. It is so psychotically painful. There aren't even words. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Me Undies. Question. What underwear are you wearing at this very moment? Does it feel like you're sitting in a heavenly cloud of fluffiness no well then you should really reconsider i'm talking about me undies me undies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin it's about feeling comfortable in your own skin something i'm trying very hard to work on that's why me undies not only uses sustainable breathable and soft as hell fabric but they also give you endless styles to choose from they're comfortable inside and out if you know me you know that i steal my mom's underpants I'm not proud of it, but it's just something I do. I feel like my mom's underwears are always so much more comfortable than the underwears I buy at the store. That was until I found MeUndies. MeUndies is better than my mom's underpants. And that, if you know me, is saying a lot. MeUndies offer classic colors to ridiculous prints. It's also you can fully express yourself in your own unique underpanty way. Also, love MeUndies. They're available in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. That's what's up, me undies inclusive. Plus, never leave your couch again with a me undies membership. It's a monthly subscription that sends you new pairs right to your door. Each month, you'll choose new undies, socks, or a bralette, and pick the style and color or print that feels the most you. Fun, right? Plus, enjoy discounted pricing, free shipping, and exclusive early access to new launches. Love your butt and get the membership. 
And right now, MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund you or exchange it. No caveats and no questions. So to get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash Taylor. That's MeUndies, M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. MeUndies.com slash Taylor. Now I never have to steal my mom's underpants again. Honestly, she'll probably want to steal mine. And now back to the podcast. So I post this tweet, who did Scored have to fuck to come back into the world? <laughs> And I, it's like, it's getting whatever, a fine amount of likes. But then I also like, it's getting tons of comments. And at first it's like, good. And I'm like, yes, queen go. And I know, right. Coach says tweets are not precious. We post them. We keep them moving. We do not have refresh itis. Well, I do. So this is, I mean, my coach, is she here to pry the phone out of my sweating palms of my hands? No, she is not. That would cost a lot of money and I really can't afford that kind of uh, coaching. I'm seeing that people are engaging. I'm like, great, because engagement is everything, right? And I know people say good or bad engagement. It's great. Like the worst thing that can happen is indifference, people not caring. So actually people hating what I wrote if we're going to do mental gymnastics so I don't have a complete mental breakdown, it's actually a pretty good thing. But it does not feel good in my soul and in my heart and in my brain as it's actually happening. So people are getting mad because apparently the who did blank have to fuck to come back into blank is played out. You guys, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a professional tweeter. I'm not a stand-up comedian. I am just a girl looking at a boy asking him to love her. Okay, I'm just, I'm just a podcaster looking at my numbers on Instagram saying... I have to post more so that I can get those numbers up, okay? Um, I just want to say for the record, message received. I will never do a who did blank have to fuck to become blank ever again. I really like that formula, though. It feels comfy and cozy for me. <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christmas. People get so mad. So people were, some people were nice. And to those people, I say, bless you. Then there were some people that just could not get over it. And I'm just going to share this lovely moment that I had with one person. So this Warriors Unite. I'm looking at you, kid. You've made this joke so many times. It wasn't funny the first. It actually was funny the first. People loved it. The second... Also, just at the moment, can I disagree? People really, they thought they loved it the second, the third time either. Okay, true, true, true. Touche, touche. Around the third time, I could tell that people were kind of getting sick of it, but for whatever reason, I decided to ignore it. Okay, so let me start from the top. You've made this joke so many times. It wasn't funny the first time. Erroneous. Second or third time, either get new material and stop embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Okay, so this is what I do when someone comes at me with that much heat. Like some people were like, girl, I love you, but like, please like stop with this formula. Okay, fine. Fair, fair, fair. That's like, that's like your friend being like, stop wearing that outfit, red dress, if you know, you know, to every single event, it's played out, whatever. 
fine, then you buy me a new outfit, bitch. No, I get it. I get it. Sometimes your friends have to, have to tell you to chill it out in order to, to save you. They're trying to help you help yourself. And I get it. I see it. I receive it. But then there's people that just come in so damn hot. And it's like, I'm sitting there like, for my first like reaction is to get soups defensive because fuck you. But then my next course of action is to immediately go look at their <laughs> to go look at their profile. And Jackie Schimmel said it best. She said it. I was on tour with Stassi. Jackie came on to do a show with us um, in Los Angeles, make a special guest appearance. And she said, we were talking about people who troll you on the internet. And like, and the, the game was called bitch it out. And like what like your clap back is to people who are trolling you on the internet. And Jackie Schimmel said it best. She said, if you come for me, you better be smarter than me, funnier than me, skinnier than me, prettier than me, richer than me. It's like, if you come for me, girl, you better have it locked and loaded. Because if I, cause that's the thing we as content creators, we will go to your page and if it's real, we can get a nice read for you. Usually if it's real, like there's like a, there's like a caption, like love and be loved. It's like, fuck you. You are negative. I like the, the nicer somebody's profile description is, the more woo woo it is, the more savage they're going to be. It's a formula. The more savage they're going to be on the gram. But I always need your reaction. I always go and I look at your profile pic because I want to see what I'm working with. It's like, oh, let's see what you've posted recently. Oh, you're private. Of course. So I can't see the content that you put out, but I'm over here just trying to do the Lord's work and you're coming at me telling me that this is not funny. How about this? If you don't like it, don't like it. Don't tap it. And definitely don't give it energy to be negative. I swear I am a bitch, okay? And I talk of this shit. But I swear, hand to God, only one time did I troll a public figure. And it was Anna Kornikova. <laughs> I think it was her. It was a tennis player. Maybe it wasn't Anna. I don't know. It was. It was a female tennis player. She was playing it like... Wimbledon and I forget who she was playing but I she was like this the whole time playing and it was like (laughs) silence of the lambs like baby lambs being slaughtered it was so annoying and it was so distracting and after a while I was like this is a tactic to distract her opponent and it's like cheating and so I literally went on Twitter and I tagged her and I posted it and within five minutes I went delete and took it down because I felt like a loser why am I going like it's one thing for me to talk about it like with friends or even talk about it on my podcast or radio show like whatever it's never going to get back to her but to like go out of your way to tag somebody to make sure that they see the mean shit you're about to tell them it's a whole different level of great, great. I just got to say, like, I have talked about this a lot with friends in the industry and also friends outside of the industry. And they're like, we all have opinions. We all have shit to say, but it takes a special kind of someone to literally go that extra step to be like, I am going to come on here and I'm going to shit on you. Like a normal person sees something that they think is stupid or played out. 
and they ignore it. Like, yeah, that's fine. If you see me posting about skirts and skorts and who did skort have to fuck, it's like, sure. Be like, roll your eyes. Oh, Taylor, she's so played out. She's so tired. And then keep it moving like a polite person. But just the, the, the chutzpah to think that you're going you're gonna to come on there and just spread negativity. Why? It's wild to me. So anyway... So I go and I look at her profile because I'm like, let me see this basic bitch and her basic stupid life and her, I'm, and listen, I'm not coming for everybody who's private. If you're private, I get it. I, 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 I don't support anonymity. I do support privacy. But if you want to come on and you want to be, you know, you, you, you do your thing, it is, it is your right. I choose to be public. That is my choice. I have to do it because of my job. God loving, I wish I could be private, but I can't and I shan't and I won't. So I understand that difference. But when I click on someone's profile, Warrior Unite, doing the Lord's work, and you have one follower, zero posts, and zero following you, and I'm embarrassing? It's like, okay, wait a second. So, okay, okay. So now we're dealing with what we call like, it's like a, it's a Finsta account, but not even a good one where you pretend to be somebody so you can confuse a bitch and make me think that someone who is real actually hates me. So this woman is telling me, and you know it's a woman. Give me a break. It's not a guy. This woman, this bitch is telling me that I am embarrassing myself. So I say to her, I engage. Also, rule number four I'm breaking for my coach. Do not engage. I full on engage. I say, it's a tweet. Calm down. And, you know, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have done that. And then I said, P.S. Using a fake account to troll people is the most embarrassing. But that's the thing. It's like we live in a world, right, where it's like people can tell me I'm embarrassing. I'm a joke. I'm this. My jokes suck. My tweets suck. Stop it. You're a loser. We hate you. Get more creative. You're embarrassing yourself. And then it's like, wait a second. So I'm embarrassing myself, Tina, with the fucking troll account? Honey. Let's really break down what's embarrassing. I wanted to put up a tweet so I could, I don't know, post a picture in a week. I like, I like it to look like a tweet with a white square and then like a picture of me and like another tweet and then like a picture of me. I have like an aesthetic I'm going for on my Instagram. Does it make sense? No, it does not. But it's, you know, just like let a girl live her life. Let a girl live her best life. And then this woman over here is telling me I'm embarrassed myself when she has so little to do in her day-to-day life that she has the time to go create a fake account and then take time out of her day to spread negativity to me who's just trying to make people laugh. If it doesn't make you laugh, please just keep it moving because I promise you, if I have like 100 likes on a post, I will know. It sucks. You don't have to tell a bitch. I will know it sucks. If there's no engagement, if no one comments and no one likes it, I'll know it's terrible. But you don't have to come out in these streets and shame me to bits and pieces. Anyway... I don't even know what I'm talking about. I just came on here to vent. I just, I'm just realizing that like, 
it's wild that we live in a world where we really, social media is such a huge part of our lives. I used to try to fight it. I cannot anymore. I will give credit where credit's due to TikToky, to the tickety talk, and to the Instagram, not really Facebook, but like Instagram, TikTok, business is done there. Stars are created there. Like I'm, I fully understand this. I totally respect it as a platform, but it's like, it's a platform where some people thrive and other people are just trying to get through day to day. So if one of my content creator friends wants to come at me and say, Taylor, these tweets are terrible, <laughs> I'll respect it because this, per- this is somebody who understands and puts content out on the reggae, right? And I'm sure anybody who puts content out would be like, Taylor, you got to get a new bag, baby. But at the end of the day, too, I think they would say, you know what, though? I get it. Like, throw spaghetti against the proverbial wall of Instagram. See what sticks. You learn what doesn't. You learn what does. You keep it moving. But it's like the audacity, the audacity of someone who never, I want to see your Instagram page, Warriors Unite. What kind of fire fucking content are you putting down the universe? I I just want people to know how vulnerable and naked. I'm Natalie Imbruglia lying naked on the bathroom floor, bearing my soul, trying to do funny things. And when I don't do funny things, it kills me. And I just want to let you guys know, this is a PSA that when you don't like something that somebody's creating, just don't like it. We will understand that you don't. You don't have to go one step further and obliterate us emotionally. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's really it. That's all I have to say. I know. One more thing. P.S. <laughs> Postscript. I do think we, in when this whole pandemic started, I think that we as a society had way more time on our hands than we've had ever before. We were very distracted before. We had more time on our hands. And that time allowed us to really open our eyes to things that I think they've been closed to for a super long time. And I think wonderful progress and evolution of like of the human race was actually accomplished to some degree in some areas. And so I think that, yes, the pandemic, silver lining of of the pandemic is, I think it allowed all of us to kind of take notice and open our eyes to things, open your eyes to things that maybe we were just too wrapped up in ourselves to see. And I think that society is moving forward because of that. So that's the good. But now (laughs) we're in a time where we are focusing our energy on the wrong shit. Like we're bringing that cancel culture energy to things that don't make the sense, okay? Like, for example, I was recently listening to him and her Skinny Confidential podcast. Love them. Shout out to Lauren and Michael, my boo-boos, I love you. And they were interviewing, oh, I'm obsessed, Sophia with an F. And they were talking about what happened with her and how she kind of like people tried to cancel Sophia and she broke it down in such an interesting way. And she said it was a height of the pandemic when call her daddy, all that drama went down. So all eyes were on that. People were super, super focused on it. But she said, you know, yeah, there's people that definitely got canceled for like literal crimes and they deserved it or like horrible atrocities against humanity and people. And I mean, that's when it's important. She's like, but people tried to cancel me because I was in a fight with my friend and I never, and I listened to Sophia with an F's podcast. Like I, and I really, I, true story. I, I started listening as a hate listen, or actually I started listening as a curious listen. And then I kind of hate listened for a little bit. 
But very quickly, she really won me over. And I was like, I became like an uber fan. And I also want to note, when I was hate listening, not once did I want to troll her. I just, to all the trolls listening, you know, you might want to make fun of all of us, but maybe you want to look at the man in the mirror. You want to make a change. It's time to make it real good. Shum on, change. Because like, yeah, we might be making damn fools of ourselves. That's what we do for a living, right? We're making fools of ourselves all the time. But what are you doing? Like, I want to like, I, here's a little dream I have. Dream a little dream. I have a little dream that like all the people that spend hours on like, let's say my Facebook page for my radio show, my, my talk show, whatever. And like all those hours, I want to like screenshot all of the time they spend on it. And then I want to find out where they work. And then I want to send it to their boss. I don't want to be like, look at Tina. I don't know. I don't know what her hours are for you, but Tina, (laughs) Tina is spending every second of every day on my Facebook page. And I don't think that she's actually getting work done. I think Tina is neglecting her work. So I just wanted to let you know, her supervisor, where her hours are being sent when she is actually logging hours for you at your business. I mean, really, like that's that's the craziness that we're in. That is the craziness that we're in. People, audience members trying to get people canceled from like their their livelihoods, their jobs, their everything. And so Sophia was basically like People wanted to cancel because I got in a fight with my friend. They wanted me to never work again because I got in a fight with my friend. Like, really people have to start thinking about where they're putting their energy into and like That is not social justice. That is just straight up psycho. And so when I heard Sophia say that, I was like, yes, she's 100% right. People definitely tried to cancel her for ultimately getting into an argument with her friend or like having a business deal go bad. I mean, the only people that ultimately she would have hurt were potentially herself, potentially her partner. So like, does her punishment, the punishment that people want her to have to just erase her off the face of the planet, does it fit the crime? The answer is no. Let me answer that for everybody. The answer is no. And then, honestly, I just experienced it firsthand today with the SCORT tweet. It's a tweet about SCORTs. It's really not that important. And so I just think that to, to all the women, and I'm saying women, it's specifically women, to all the women on Instagram whose profiles say loved and be loved or live light and love or mommy to three little angels okay when then when you go and you spread such like unnecessary (laughs) anger yeah it makes us the content creators embarrassed and feel weird and want to crawl into a hole and die it does you win you are very powerful but like at the end of the day when that's your legacy yeah it's embarrassing when I do stupid bathos tweets it's embarrassing but it's more embarrassing that you're spending your time making finsta accounts to drag people about scort tweets okay I'm done thank you for coming to my TED talk Even though keyboard confidence is a thing, I get it. You feel invincible. I'm going to teach this idiot on Instagram who thinks they're funny a lesson. We are people. (laughs) And yes, message received. 
I am a stupid person who is not funny and needs to stop doing certain types of formulas for my tweets. I message received. By the way, I'm never posting on Instagram ever again. You can, I'll see you in the stories. I'm literally not posting. This is why people are like, you never post on Instagram. I wonder why. Um, yeah. So I'll be, t- I'll be posting a picture of my wedding in three months on Instagram that's sure to get a lot of likes and hopefully not too much hate um I guess what I'm saying is like there is an art to subtlety and as content creators like we will know if something isn't hitting with the audience without you guys just like banging us and bashing us over the head with us like if I don't get a ton of likes on something I'll be like uh it wasn't that great I'm gonna kind of steer away from that um but no but thank you thank you warrior unite x3 for doing the lord's work thank you I owe it all to you. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, I promised to have a guest on next week. I just needed to try this out solo, a little vent session. I couldn't subject any guests to this, but um, I don't know. I hope I spread a good message that I am a sensitive bitch, baby, and that I will never do who did blank have to fuck to become fuck ever again anyway guys thank you for joining me thank you for letting me be crazy thank you for letting me monologue i appreciate you guys oh so much also please follow me and dm me if this made sense to you also dm me if it didn't make sense but just you know you use your words carefully, please. Cho- choose your words carefully because I'm a sensitive Sally over here. Um, also, guys, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It does me wonders. I appreciate it oh so much. And we'll be back next week with another podcast, an amazing one. I like this one next week. Until then, bye, girl, bye.